your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is brought to you by the iOS app Locker Room. And for today, we will be discussing further the Jonas Johansson comments that I made yesterday, uh, kind of reinforcing them and why... If the Avalanche don't make another move to bring in a backup goalie, get used to Jonas Johansson filling in some spots here and there and why it's necessary. Um, we will take a look at Alex Newhook and Sampo Ranta, two highly touted Avalanche prospects who could be making their way to the Avalanche soon, if not the AHL. I will get into the Avalanche trade stuff, which I have teased the last couple days. Uh, We will finally be able to discuss the problems that might face the Avalanche in making some trade deadline deals. And then our three stars of last week, which we have not got to yet. So uh, all of that and maybe more. Who knows where the conversation will take us. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So, yesterday I threw out, floated the idea of Jonas Johansson playing the next two games in a row for the Colorado Avalanche. And some people understood where I was going with that, and some people uh, didn't seem to agree with it. And the people who didn't seem to agree with it are basing it solely on Jonas Johansson's numbers and the one game that he's played for the Colorado Avalanche. I get all that. That, That's completely fair. That's completely valid to want to say he does not give the Avalanche the best chance to win. Understood. He... He's not going to, you're not going to put him in there and tell him to go perform like Philip Grubauer is and say, if we have an off day offensively, you need to, you know, be the one standing on your head and bail us out of this. That's not what he is going to do. The Avalanche do need to play a, a, I guess, even a more up tempo style while protecting him, knowing that he is not Philip Grubauer in net. Okay. That's fine. I understand all of that. And if the the situation was different, I would want a different backup in there for now. Number one, you have to give him a few more chances. He has not played on a good team in the NHL. You have to really see what he's about. One game is not going to do that. Second, you have to give Philip Grubauer breaks. He cannot play every single game here on out. You will kill that man. Maybe not literally, but figuratively. And if he, if you put, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him already. If you put more pressure than is already on that man and you're in the home stretch now, we, we are, let's just, you know, we have one day left and, and, and we're into April. If you force that man to 
play every single game here on out, you are putting your team at risk for the playoffs when it matters. The Avalanche are in a good spot. They're in a good spot. They're they're number two right now. They're still a point behind the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's, you know, you are separating yourself. Knights, The Knights and the Avalanche are separating themselves from the rest of the pack. Minnesota's hanging tough, but if all goes the way it should go, it's going to be Vegas and Colorado fighting for number one. And when it really comes down to it, number one doesn't hold the weight of what it normally would in a, a regu- regular, regular season. Does that make sense? A regular, regular season. Uh, n- number one, it, 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 uh, outside of it, you know, you being able to brag that you are the number one team, it's not the same for this year. So we were saying at the beginning of the year, the number one seed was important in this division because we were thinking it was going to be Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis all battling it out. And then that number four team is a team that comes from the rest of the pack. And you wanted to finish number one because that fourth team kind of would have just been a playoff team by default, almost the best of the worst teams. Minnesota's kind of turned that on on its head. That's why you play the season. That's why it's great to play a season and, and let these things fall the way that they fall. And St. Louis is trending downward and not even in a playoff spot. They're, they're there right now, <clears throat> but anything could happen by the end of the season. So I don't think the number one seed for this division holds as much weight as it did at the beginning of the season outside of bragging rights. So what is more important? Is it getting to the playoffs healthy or battling it out as best you can and putting as much pressure on your goaltender who's having a you know his best season by far and running him into the ground for a solid month and then making him do it again in the playoffs it doesn't work that way yeah you 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 want to get good backup goaltending <clears throat> and so far this year the avalanche have not had it is Johansson the answer? I don't know. He's played one game with the team. See what he can do. But what you what you could do, my idea, was to let him play Wednesday. Let him play Wednesday against Arizona. If you win, that's a bonus. Casino's house money. And then if you win that game on Wednesday, why not let him play the next game against St. Louis? Because you are playing a back-to-back against St. Louis. You know he is going to play one of those games. You know he's going to do it. So why, if he wins on Wednesday, let him play the first game on Friday. Then you have let Philip Grubauer rest Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And like I, I put it up on Twitter, I said, and I even think I even said it yesterday, uh, a four-game break for a goalie in this season is like a trip to the Bahamas. So it all hinges on that that <clears throat> first game. If you, I think either way it works out for Philip Grubauer because if you play Johansson on Wednesday and you lose and you don't want to go on a losing streak, fine. Then you play <clears throat> Grubauer on Friday. Even in doing that, 
you have him a break Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's a three-day break. He plays Friday, and then he has a two-day break for Saturday and Sunday, and then he plays Monday against Minnesota. So either way, it's a good break for Philip Grubauer if Johansson plays Wednesday. It all hinges on Johansson playing Wednesday, and then the outcome of that can determine when Philip Grubauer plays next. If he wins Wednesday, let him play again and give Grubauer another day to break uh, of a break. If he loses Wednesday, then put Grubauer in Friday and and not try you know attempt to not go on a two game losing streak. But either way, I think it benefits the Avalanche and it benefits Grubauer. He you can't for the people saying like you need to play him every single game. You can't play him Wednesday and then a back-to-back Thursday and Friday and then one day off and then right back at it again on Monday. That's lunacy. You are you are setting this man up to get injured and then what? You you don't want to play Johansson now because of how you don't want him to play one game here or there to spell Philip Grubauer and if you want to put all the pressure on Philip Grubauer and potentially injure that person, now what have you done? Now you've got Jonas Johansson for a month. Take your pick, people. So, no, it's not the ideal situation. I am not saying put Jonas Johansson in because he can, you know, he can perform like Grubauer has been performing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to do it to spell Grubauer. It's a, a he 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 has a history of injuries, so let's let's not go down the road of you know uh, throwing out so many opportunities for the man to get injured again. It doesn't make any sense. It, and if the Avalanche are where they are and they keep separating from themselves, and you have to put Johansson out there every once in a while, and you lose you hopefully have distanced yourself where a, a loss is not going to be that catastrophic. So that's where I stand with Jonas Johansson and the avalanche and the goalie situation. <clears throat> Should they still make a move? Maybe. And by all accounts, they are still looking and kind of open season for a goalie, but we will talk about why that might be difficult in the next segment. But first, we are going to hear from, once again, Locker Room. And we've done Locker Room for a couple weeks now, and it is honestly a ton of fun. If you have an iOS device, download the Locker Room app. It is the perfect place to start or join conversations about whatever league you want to talk about. Clearly, we are going to be talking about the Avalanche and the NHL. Uh, You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, And, of course, reacting to big news or rumors, you will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the show through the Locker Room Conversations group. Uh, So be sure to join me this week. I've been doing them on Thursday nights, recording them Thursday nights for Friday release, and we'll be doing that again this week. The last two weeks we've done it, they've been following a game, uh, but... The fact that there is no Thursday game, which is fine. We'll do it differently uh, this week. I just record the show like normal. You jump in the room, 
And if you want to join the conversation with other Avs fans, there's a chat room there. If you want to join in with me, you just hit a little button. I bring you in and we can chat it up. So go download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create profile, link your Twitter account and join the NHL group locked on avalanche for the latest updates. You can follow me. Like I said, find me at locked on avalanche and get notified when the room goes live. And like I said, we'll be doing it Thursday night. So we'll see you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports and they kind of just made a big deal with Spotify. So I think things are only going to grow for the the locker room crowd, which is uh, it's a fun thing to do so far. Also today brought to you by Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Built Bar Madness is in full swing. We have our flavorful four. We are waiting on the last one to get entry into the flavorful four between caramel brownie and my favorite coconut brownie chunk and wait for it coconut brownie chunk is in the flavorful four so we have it all set up cookies and cream is taking on cookie dough chunk and mint brownie which is maybe my second favorite is going up against coconut brownie chunk so whoever comes out of that matchup is my favorite to win it, but I'd really like to see Coconut Brownie Chunk win it and claim the title of Best Tasting Protein Bar. And you know Built Bar well. It's uh, the the best tasting protein bar on the market. It has 100% chocolate covering these bars. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Amazing taste. Go to BuiltBar.com, fill up your basket, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, and 15% off comes uh, off of your next order. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will reign supreme as the best tasting protein bar ever. Coconut brownie chunk. All right. So two guys that are possibly on the move to the Colorado Avalanche and Alex Newhook and Sampo Ranta. Uh, we talked about Alex Newhook a few days ago, and nothing has happened yet. So I, I, I want to talk about these guys in conjunction with the trade issues that the Avalanche might have. Trade deadlines come, and everybody wants their team to make the big splash move. As we have known in the Avalanche in the past, they don't seem to do that <clears throat> as, as far as since Joe Sackick's been in charge. Uh, the Pierre Lacroix, Lacroix, blah, blah, blah. The Pierre Lacroix years were much different than the Joe Sackett years. It's not to say he doesn't make moves, but he doesn't make the big, you know, Patrick Waugh style of move or Ray Bork type of move. He doesn't doesn't do that, but he will make moves. The Avalanche are kind of hamstrung right now when it comes to the trade deadline. So that's why I think guys like Alex Newhook and Sampo Ranta, I th- is there a spot for them on the team as it's constructed right now? I don't think so, but you need guys in your hopper to, you know, who we've kind of gotten right now over the injury bug, knock on wood, but, but at any point in time, you know, hockey's a fast-moving game, and it's completely random. 
Uh, you never know when a guy is going to catch an injury. And the Avalanche are lucky enough to have a lot of forwards to you know fill in the gaps. I think Newhook and Ranta are definitely those. They, they are the future of the team. Let's not get ourselves there. Do I see them maybe signing and then going down to the Eagles? I think that's most likely where this is headed. The interesting thing is, who do you bring up first? If you were to, if you were in need of one of these two guys, some people think Sample Ranta is more NHL ready than Alex Newhook. Uh, Ranta is a big boy, and he is a scorer, and he is fast. He he is the prototypical Avalanche player as they are set up right now. Newhook is too. I'm not saying Alex Newhook is not. But Newhook was injured a little bit this past year in college. So because of that, people were throwing out the idea that maybe he'll go back to college for another year. Uh, I don't really think he would. I think he said he was going back for a second year, and everybody thought that was going to be it. Anything is possible, but I think both of these guys are are on their way to Colorado. Um, and we kind of just have to see... What happens? I think they, and, and this kind of bleeds into the trade issues I'm talking with. I don't think the Avalanche really make that a, a big move for a forward because you have you are going to add these two guys. It's almost like adding two players at a trade deadline that you don't have to give anything up for. And yes, they're prospects and they're not proven like you know a, a player that you would be trading for is or might be. But the Avalanche are stuck right now with trades because of the deal with uh, Devon Taves where they gave up two second-round picks uh, for the next two years. They also traded their fourth-round pick. Uh, which trade? I'm blurring blanket. That was the, oh, that was the, the pick for Nemetsikov for last year. So they gave up a fourth-round pick for that. So right now, all the Avalanche have is a a first-rounder. They have the odds. They have a a 1, 3, 5, and 7. So you can make a move if you wanted to. And the move that I went back to uh, that just happened was the, uh, the Buffalo trade for Eric Stahl to Montreal. Uh, Montreal gave up a third and a fifth. So that's what happens at trade deadlines. A lot of uh, picks get thrown around. Do players get thrown around? Yes, definitely. Uh, The Avalanche have shown that they are hesitant to get rid of really any prospect. So if that's the asking price, you know, if they were to make that move, if they had made that move to bring in Eric Stahl and given up a third and a fifth, that would have left them with a first and a seventh, and that's it for next year's draft. So when it comes to draft picks, the Avalanche are kind of stuck. I mean, the only thing you could really give up is is maybe a seventh. I think they would be okay with getting rid of a, of a seventh, and then you have a first, third, and fifth. So, but who who are you going to get for a seventh round draft pick? I mean, you got Jonas Johansson for the sixth round. So you you're not going to bring in a guy that's really going to move the needle if you have to give up a seventh round pick. Now a seventh and you know some prospects. 
I mean, if you're giving up a seventh round pick, you're probably also going to be including some prospects that you're not expecting to really do a heck of a lot when they come up to the NHL level. That's the only move I see Colorado making is something like that. It's just, it's tough to really figure out how they can package deal unless teams are okay taking draft picks in future years. And sometimes teams are willing to do that. Sometimes they're not. So, but the avalanche also don't want to be in the business of just giving up all of their draft picks. You know, you, you, you are good for the future, but you have to continue to do that. You can't just say we're good for the future now. Well, we can just, you know, we don't need to draft for the next three years. It's not how it works. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Joe Saka can maneuver this and what he is able to package together uh, and who he is willing to get rid of or willing to give up when it comes to prospects because he's shown that he doesn't like to give them up. So uh, I, I will be really interested to see how this all works out for the Colorado Avalanche. And to be honest, if nothing happens, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I, I like the team the way that it is right now. There's no glaring holes outside of the backup goalie situation. You ha- Hopefully you have Ranta and Newhook coming in. And though that's your, in a sense, that's your move. That is your move. That is your trade deadline moves, is signing your prospects to entry-level contracts. And away we go. So, all right, let's uh, get a couple... Actually, I think we just have one more ad to do today, and that is our friends over at betonline.ag, and then we'll get into three stars from last week, not named Nathan. So betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet in all your sports action. Football is in the distant past, and the NCAA March Madness is... They're getting into their Final Four too, right? Yeah. And uh, so obviously big bets can be placed on that. The NBA is in full swing, and clearly our NHL is as well. Bet Online even covers award shows, television shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile dev- device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use that promo code locked on. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so one last thing to get to, and that is our three stars of last week, not named Nathan. And this is why I love doing this because, you know, and I've said it so many times before, be very easy just to give out the awards to guys who just performed the best in terms of numbers and sheer numbers. And sometimes I do that because you have to uh, award greatness, and I've done that in the past, you know, with Miko Rantanen when he's had his, uh, you know, a good run uh, and put him at number one. Philip Grubauer clearly has made this list many times, but <clears throat> this week in particular uh, for the first and second star are, are guys that, well, one guy is putting up good numbers. <clears throat> the other guy is just really working his butt off and need needed to because he was a healthy scratch uh, and, you know, kind of has been a whipping boy a little bit for the avalanche fans. So, didn't necessarily put up monster numbers, but just started playing better. You started noticing him on the ice. We'll get to him because <clears throat> he's the second star of the week. But the third star of the week does need to be someone who has continued to put up big numbers and is now getting some heart trophy recognition. 
And that obviously is Miko Rantanen. He's been continuing his hot streak. He is climbing up that leaderboard in, in points and in goals. And for last week, three goals, two assists. He's been <clears throat> he's he's been maybe their most consistent player all year long outside of Philip Grubauer. Uh, you know, from the forwards to even the defensemen. You can make an argument for other guys on the team. Uh, but you know, when Miko's been out there this year, anything is possible with him. Every shift he's on there, he can make things happen. Uh, I don't know how he's getting some of these goals he's doing, but it seems like every goal that he he nets is a backhand that's like in an impossible angle. It, it's just he's been a joy to watch, and he's uh, he's having a good. People are calling it a bounce back season just because it was a lot of injuries last year, but. The games he did play last year is basically a point per player guy. Uh, so I mean, call it a bounce back in terms of the amount of games he's playing, but uh, he's is he going to win the heart? I think Connor McDavid pretty much has that locked up this season. Uh, but just getting some recognition for it, and if he keeps performing this way, even some votes, I think it'll be a, a minor victory for Miko Rantanen. Next up is, like I said, a, a guy who has just been so quiet and non-existent for this whole season, and people are really expecting more out of him pretty much almost every year. Um, and he came back uh, from an injury and took the place of Logan O'Connor, who people were not happy about that. But the very next game, he was a healthy scratch. And we had said at the time, you're going to see a lot of that back and forth between Logan O'Connor and JT Comfer. And then things happened where Matt Calvert got hurt, so Comfer kind of slid back in there. And since then, he I mean, like I said, he's not putting up monster numbers. Last week, he had a goal and two assists. And then he's Added another goal onto that, but that was not for last week. So this is last week that we're talking about. So, I mean, just in doing that, just in scoring that goal and then clearly adding on another one, uh, he's he's getting more confidence. And you notice him on the ice more. He's not a ghost when he's out there. Um, so I think last week was a good week for JT Comfort. And I've always liked him. I always I always felt like he plays hard. Um, but there's been a, I don't know what it's been like for him this year, but it's just been, he's been very, very quiet out on the ice and something snapped in him last week. Maybe it was that healthy scratch. Sometimes that helps guys to really snap out of it. And hopefully that did it for him. So JT Confer is the number two star of the week. And number one has to go to a guy who has just, absolutely turned it on uh, over the last couple weeks, and that's Jonas Donskoy. Four goals for him. Didn't have any assists, surprisingly, um, just for last week anyway. But he's been, like, I, I, I don't know where this skill set has come from from Donskoy. We haven't seen him perform some of these moves and some of these deeks ever before. I didn't know he had it in him. But he's been he's been hot, and so much so that Jared Bednar has moved him up into the first line of the power play every once in a while. Um, his stick handling has been incredible. 
Uh, obviously, his goal scoring is is gone up. I think he's second on the team right now in, in goals scored. Uh, but he last week and he he was hot and he has continued it. So when you get that kind of play from the top to the bottom, it's a like where where is the the break when like I said in, in yesterday's episode, it's got to be hell playing against these guys because you don't know where it's gonna the, the attack is going to come from and who is going to have the hot hand that day. And last week it was Donskoy. But guys like Comfer are contributing. Tyson Jost is contributing. Uh, he's he's always contributed this season, but now he's got some points. So when those things start coming around, when you're getting the effort, but when the effort starts turning into points and goals and assists, there's no weak link on the team. And you just you have to play, if you're an opponent, all four lines to meet, need to be on their game. Because look what the Avalanche did the other day in that I think it was their fourth line just rotating and rotating and rotating and which ended up with a that comfort goal. Incredible. Incredible stuff. So that's gonna be it for today, everybody. Uh definitely appreciate you tuning in today and each and every day. It is greatly appreciated. Uh let me know what you think. Find me, like I said, on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com what do you think of Jonas Johansson uh, playing the next couple games if they can get a win on Wednesday I want to hear from you so I will talk to you guys soon thank you for tuning in we'll see you guys tomorrow enjoy the game here's Joby go abs go